The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back into Rams Showcase. Tonight, I think we ain't done yet. Plus, the defense shows massive improvements. Who is responsible? And later, Super Bowl storylines. Who's got the best one for the LA Rams? Next, a Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio in the fan side of network. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of awesome stuff to get into. I think we ain't done yet. LA Rams going over to the Super Bowl at home. But are the road team? Hey, it happens. Whatevs. We got the game preview. That'll be next week, actually, so we won't get fully into it this week. Got a bunch of cool stuff coming for you guys as we flip into next week, though. We get basically a two-part Super Bowl preview episode of Rams Showcase. So, first of all, you're welcome. Your ear holes are welcome, all right? We got a bunch of cool stuff to get into, though. We will be talking about this defense. Looking back at that NFC Championship game where the LA Rams are able to send the San Francisco 49ers home up the coast, back up to the Bay Area, like many LA teams do to them Bay Area teams, which is some good stuff. But I'm actually, myself, as far as LA teams go, I know that most of you guys are probably LA deep. You like the Lakers, you like the Dodgers, you like the Kings, all that stuff. I myself, my only LA team is actually the Rams. But that's okay. Uh, for those of you who are only hearing me audio version, which would be such as uh, on ramblinfan.com on the fan sided uh, network, or if that's iHeartRadio, if that's Apple Podcasts, wherever the audio only version is at, if that's where you guys are hearing me, then make sure you guys head over to YouTube and subscribe to Ram Showcase there as well. There we break down the show into different clips. So if you only want the game preview, you can get just the game preview. If you only want segments like the rest of the West, then you can also do that. Speaking of the rest of the West, we actually don't have one this week because, well, there's no other dweebs left. We took care of all the dweebs. We're dweebless out here. So we we don't have a, a rest of the West segment for you guys, but I do have good news when it comes to the NFC West because if you guys also keep track of the other things that I do as far as speaking about the LA Rams is uh, I participate in the NFC West Roundtable with some incredible NFC West other YouTubers and, and other guys. But uh, they uh, we've actually decided that it was best to, instead of rotating who hosts, 
to go ahead and start our our own channel. So uh, that channel is actually called the NFC West Network and is up on YouTube, free for you to to subscribe to right now. I will go ahead and link it in the description below on this video on YouTube as well as the audio version. So if you guys have a description that you have access to there, then you guys will also have that. But it is the NFC West Network. And uh, we'll be doing all kinds of stuff. We'll, we'll host the NFC West roundtables there. That's wh- where they will continue to be at. But then also segments like Rest of the West via Rams Showcase will be placed there. Uh, maybe both. Uh, maybe it'll be stay on Rams Showcase and also there. But it will definitely be there at the very least. And then we'll also get some really good NFC West content from the other creators that are currently on the NFC West roundtable. All the participants. So we'll be getting that done as well for you guys. But... Head over there and subscribe. Uh, we will be doing an NFC West roundtable this upcoming week. I do believe that still will be hosted on Ram Showcase page, uh, but I will keep you guys updated on that on the community tab on uh, the Ram Showcase uh, YouTube channel. So keep your eyeballs open for that information, but we will be moving forward with that channel as uh, the NFC West roundtable crew grows. And I guess now the NFC West network crew grows and develops and all that stuff. So Let's get into, uh, well, first I wanted to mention that we, we <laughs> I did not do a giveaway last week. I, <laughs> I just breezed on through. I just announced and then bailed. So that is my mistake. But what we're going to go ahead and do is make this extremely easy for you guys again. Uh, I like the easy ones because I, I like when there's strong participation. So what I'm going to need from you guys to participate in the next giveaway, courtesy of Shots Customs. What I'm going to need from you guys, I just need you on the full version of the YouTube channel. I just need you to write Go Rams or anything of that sort. It could be Go Rams. It could be Mob Squad. It could be Rams House. You know, any of that stuff. Any of the things that we say (laughs) that us Rams fans get crazy about uh, and, and probably annoy our family members and friends with, then go ahead and comment that. And that will get you in for the giveaway. We did have a giveaway as well for the the, the pregame live that we do. And that one actually, uh, I did get a winner for that one. And that one was Cody Charles. He did answer the score prediction on the on, on Facebook, but it came through my stream. And we had one that was, it was, it was right there. It was 21 to 17 was a score prediction, but because it went over, it was unfortunately not good enough. <laughs> so keep your eyes on that one because we will be doing that again when we head over to the Super Bowl when we start driving out to that one. Gosh, can you guys freaking believe this? We are in the Super Bowl again. Oh my gosh. This is absolutely incredible stuff. It's so much fun to be a Rams fan right now. And I know for myself, like many, many of you guys, we remember what I refer to as the dark era. And I got to say, this beats that so hard. This is so much more fun than what we dealt with back then. Let's get into the good stuff, though. I'm not sure exactly how long we'll be going today. I did get a good chunk of fan queso, so we'll handle that on the back end. But it has some content that I wanted to get in for you guys. But our game preview will happen next week. We also also have a couple of special guests coming in next week. Uh, some members of my actually my new job <laughs> uh, will be coming in and and hanging out with us for a little bit, and we'll we'll be uh, we'll be having a good time with that one because there is there's somebody who does not know a lot about football but knows a lot about other sports, and then we will get into his brain and tinker around a little bit and see what he can do. All right, that'll come all next week though. Let's talk about this Rams defense, okay? Because this Rams defense has taken a big jump since the postseason started, defeating the Arizona Cardinals. 
followed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then the San Francisco 49ers. So two NFC West teams, and then the reigning champions. So this Super Bowl run by the LA Rams has been absolutely incredible and so much fun to watch. Uh, the only game that wasn't close was that first one against the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams kind of beat them up, but then had a couple of three-point wins after that with the walk-off field goal winner by Matt Gay in Tampa Bay to knock out the Tampa Brady Gronkineers. And then, of course, defeating the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to talk about that one here in just a little bit. But I want to talk about this defense, though, because this defense is playing a lot better. And by a lot better, I mean... Let's just go ahead and put up the numbers for you guys. Uh, audio listeners, I will give you guys the best information that I can. So total for the LA Rams going into, uh, at the end of the regular season, 17th in the NFL, 365.5 yards given up per game. In the playoffs, the Rams are giving up 286.7. That is a almost 80 point or 80 yard difference in total yards given up. Passing uh, defense, Two, 241.7 in the regular season, 220.7 in the regular or in the postseason, excuse me. So that's a 21 yard difference against the run. The Rams were giving up 103.2 in the regular season, only 54 rushing yards a game in the playoffs. That is a 49.2 yard difference and points per game. The Rams ended the season giving up 21.9, just under 22 a game. And now the Rams are giving up in the playoffs just 18.3. That is a 3.6 point difference. And that is a huge leap, a huge leap. So my question is to you guys, because I want to know what you guys think about this and what actually happened here. Did it just, the Rams just turn a corner and all of a sudden now everybody's just playing a little bit better? Was it Raheem Morris, who I've been extremely critical of as the season has gone on, he was playing very soft in certain situations. We had a lot of mismatches in a lot of situations. We started the season using Jalen Ramsey, an all-pro corner, one of the best in the NFL, if not the, and we were just kind of using him all over the place. He's playing inside, he's playing outside, he's rushing the pass or everything like that. But then we kind of went away from that, and the defense has improved since that happened, since Jalen has been able to just do what he does best, which is cover wide receivers. So... Is that is that what happened here? Is that is that what happened? Did Raheem Morris finally adjust to our players? Is he was he starting soft because he's used to not having this many stars on defense? And then when he realized that, hey, I, I got a corner here who can take out half the field. I don't need him rushing the passer. We can maybe do something with this. And we've also got good pass rushers. Was it something like that? Or and I just want to bounce this off of you guys real fast. Is it the addition of Eric Weddle in the secondary? And not because of his play, but because of his brain. He did lead the, the, the Rams in tackles in the NFC Championship game. But that's a question that I actually have for you guys. And I want to know your thoughts on this. I will put a poll in the Rams uh, Ram Showcase community section on YouTube. I'll put a poll there. We also got another poll that we'll talk about here later. So there will be two for you guys to vote on. But I want to know from you guys. What is the difference in this Rams defense going from the regular season where we're pretty middle of the road to now the the postseason where the Rams defense is playing incredible? Would be second in the NFL in in, in average yards given up per game. Uh, first against the run for sure, giving up only 54 a game. Gave up 50 to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that runs the football. And this is absolutely incredible. So those are going to be your three choices in this one. And unfortunately, I cannot add a poll to the video itself. YouTube removed that ability from us uh, quite a while ago, unfortunately. So we cannot do that. But I want to know exactly what you guys think and what 
what do you think was the 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 difference maker here? Was it just this Rams roster knowing it's it's playoff time? Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller are not going to mess around in the playoffs and they're just going to get the job done. Did Raheem Morris finally make some adjustments and he just put people in the right spot? Or is Eric Weddle really that good at getting people lined up? Because watch the games. He is communicating. He's talking. He's getting people shifted in the right spots. And it's working. It's really cool to see it work, actually. You can see him kind of point and like push people over. And then all of a sudden, they're in perfect position to make a play. Eric Weddle's impact on, on the defense for the Rams is not necessarily him just coming in and having a massive impact and, and just blowing plays up and, and just lighting up other players like that. He's made some fine plays, whatever, but he's also missed tackles and stuff. So his play has been ultimately average in the playoffs for the Rams in the secondary, but I would say that his ability to get people lined up and his presence there for even people like Jalen Ramsey, who clearly wanted him really bad to come into the LA Rams uh, secondary, it's working. It is working. And that also brings me to ask this question as well. There are some coaching changes that are about to take place, and one of them looks like it will not be Raheem Morris to the Minnesota Vikings. It looks like that's going to be Harbaugh leaving Michigan and going to Minnesota. That that appears what is going to happen from everything that I'm seeing. That does seem like what's about to happen next. Uh, so Raheem Morris, who was actually scheduled for a second interview I'm guessing that's either not happening or it did happen and they are still going with Harbaugh. KOC, Kevin O'Connell, also got another interview with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Of course, he also interviewed for Denver, but they went with Nathaniel Hackett. But either way, there's still some coaching changes, even if Raheem Morris does remain the Rams defensive coordinator, which I'm not necessarily opposed to. I just think that there are better options out there. And Hey, if the Rams decide to keep him, if if uh, Sean McVay absolutely loves Raheem Morris, which it sounds like he does, then, hey, I hope he does well, all right? But I just, it felt like this season, there were people who could have done that job a little bit better. But my, my opinions are ultimately irrelevant. But I did want to mention this one. It does appear that Nathaniel Hackett going to the Denver Broncos does want a member of the Los Angeles Rams, and that would be Ijiro Ivero as the new defensive coordinator. And it just so happens that Ivero right now is actually the Rams' secondary coach. Could that be a role for Eric Weddle at the end of this season? Because like I said, his play is not necessarily what's doing it right now. What's, what's doing it right now is him putting people in the right spots and his ability to be a coach on the field, his presence there on the field. But what if we could take that and put it on the sideline instead? I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit, guys. I, I think that that actually might be the play here. Is Eric Weddle, I think his impact has been felt, not necessarily from a, from a physical standpoint, from a, a playmaking standpoint, but from a mental standpoint and a leadership standpoint, I absolutely feel like his presence is being felt. And looks like we now have an opening for the position that he would be able to coach, I think, the best, at least right now. Something to think about. Give me your guys' opinions on that one as well. Let's go ahead and talk about, uh, talk about just a couple of injuries here. Uh, we, we still, we're not going to know fully. Uh, probably at least we'll have, hopefully have some more information next week for you guys. Uh, next week's going to be absolutely bananas though. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of information to be had. And if you guys have access to Twitter and stuff, then um, you guys should be able to, to get a lot of this information coming through. But 
We'll go ahead and start with this one. Safety, Taylor Rapp, he has yet to clear the concussion protocol, but it does look like it could happen this week. My question would be, would Eric Weddle now drop to a practice squad role or not active if Rapp were to come back? Because that now becomes a big question mark with Weddle leading the team in tackles last week in the NFC Championship game. And then also the Rams did waive those safety Antoine Brooks. Uh, that was on the 29th, but he has since been added back onto the practice squad. I currently, and I can say this 100% honestly, I do not currently know the active roster status of Tinker and Santos. I can honestly say that. It's finally happened where uh, so many things uh, on them going back and forth up and down the roster have happened that I don't actually know if they're here or if they're practice squad or not. I have absolutely no idea about Ryan Santoso and uh, Tinker, the long snapper there. So I don't know, but either way, I don't think we're going to need them in the Super Bowl, so I think it's okay. But I also wanted to mention Tyler Higby on this one. Uh, it does look like he did appear a, uh, avoid a serious injury uh, in the in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers, but did not return after getting hurt in the first quarter. Uh, but it does look like he might have a chance to play, but maybe not. I, it's it's very up in the air right now. Uh, I've seen people say that he's doubtful. I've also seen people say that he does have a chance to play. So. It's very up in the air. I don't anticipate we'd have an answer on this one until maybe Thursday or Friday of next week leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, or Am I allowed to say that? Do I have to say like the big one or something? <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, the good or the bad news, depending on your perspective, I guess, would be that Kendall Blanton did awesome. And I don't know if like there are certain times there where it was like this. It's, it's the same. We're getting the same production out of our tight end and that's good. Why that would be good news is because that would mean that if if, if we don't have access to Tyler Higby, I feel good that we have somebody that can handle it. But on the flip side of that, is Tyler Higby like just playing a, a, a role that a lot of people can play? Because he's been doing awesome, but hey, if, if Kendall Blanton comes in and just crushes it right away, then do we have to kind of look at that as like, well, maybe anybody could do this. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not trying to put that out there or anything. Well, I literally am, but... I'm just trying to I'm just trying to float some ideas off you guys. I'm trying to bounce some stuff off you guys. Let's have some conversations in the comments section, all right? But I thought that was a little bit interesting uh, to to kind of see. Like it's, he played great. Kendall Blanton played awesome, and he's been one of the unsung heroes in this postseason. But we've seen so many of them though. Like we've seen David Long Jr., Nick Scott, Kendall Blanton. These guys are killing it out here. Traven Howard closed out the NFC Championship game with a pick. Man. This is some good stuff. On such a star-studded team, these guys having such huge impacts on the game is so much fun. It's so cool to see. The, actually, there's a story on therams.com about it where you can kind of, like, they, they talked about like Jalen Ramsey's like, he was like, we know who these guys are. These guys are awesome, you know? Like, just because y'all don't. Like, just because they weren't picked high or anything like that. And also, who now is saying anything about the first-round picks? Since the Rams haven't had a first-round pick, they've appeared in two Super Bowls, um, missed the playoffs only once, um, currently have the most homegrown players on their roster of anybody in the NFL, so what's with it? Because I don't know. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. Uh, right after this, we will take a look at that NFC Championship game. The Rams get that monkey off their back. Good stuff. Don't move. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's take a look back at this game because it was one heck 
of a football game. Actually, the last six football games have been absolutely incredible. All the divisional rounds and both championship games for conferences, all of that was absolutely amazing. So the last six football games, the biggest point differential in any of the last six football games is six, and that was a touchdown in overtime. So, I mean, this... This stuff is going great. This is this is good time to be a football fan because we've had some really really good ball this these last uh, couple weeks. And in the championship games, the conference championship games, we had the Rams come back from a ten point deficit and the Bengals come back from being down twenty one to three. So some comebacks, some amazing plays. Divisional round saw every single game have a walk off, and then the the conference championship games, both games saw a uh, a comeback. So what are we going to get? Like a quadruple overtime in the Super Bowl or something? Like what's going to happen? Like what, <laughs> what happens next? I have no idea, but it's good stuff either way. Uh, th- I mean, this, this is exactly what you want in the playoffs. You know, that wild card weekend was kind of garbage. There wasn't a lot of good games in that one. The best game of the entire weekend was the 49ers and Cowboys. Uh, but that one was like a blown call at the end of it. So uh, people want to tell me that the Raiders game was very good. I, in no point did I think that they were going to win. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just a feeling, whatever. But either way, the Rams were able to defeat the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. That score was 20 to 17. The Rams did fall back down by 10, and that was in the second half that they were down by 10. When Kittle caught that touchdown, I got to tell you, it was deflating. Like Kittle scoring that touchdown, it definitely like. Where I was watching the game, it brought the whole mood down. It was kind of like, crap, is this really going to happen right now? Like, we can't do this. Like, we can't. And then you see Aaron Donald on the sideline going nuts, telling everybody, this is our time. This is what we got to do. Like, and just getting people fired up, which in turn fired all of us up. <laughs> that was in out here in Colorado. Like, we, we felt that from out here. So seeing that was absolutely amazing. And it just felt like once that video was shown of Aaron Donald hyping everybody up on the defense it just felt at that moment like okay this is not done yet all right we're not we're not just laying down and saying like oh well we're down 10 and they're probably just gonna ball control like they do and we'll probably probably see it two more times if we're lucky so whatever you know like that's not what happened here and that's good to see Uh, but the Rams did score 13 unanswered points to close out the game and take that three-point lead Four Niners held to just 50 rushing yards. That is unbelievable for this Rams defense to hold that team to just 50 rushing yards. And it's not like weather played a factor in any of that at all. The Rams played physical football for 60 minutes. That's what I was saying leading up into the game. That's exactly what the Rams needed to do. The 49ers are going to punch you in the mouth for 60 straight minutes. Will you punch back? For a short little, like one half of a drive there, the Rams didn't and fell down by 10. And then came back and punched harder. And we're able to come back on the San Francisco 49ers. It also, it just feels so fitting to me that the game ended on Jimmy Garoppolo throwing an interception. Because for some reason, there's there's something like that's just in my heart about like the 49ers fans were overconfident. And not only were they overconfident in their their team and, and lack of confidence in in the the Rams' ability to to create plays and to to play physical football, but they also were overconfident in just in Jimmy Garoppolo because let's not pretend like Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been carried by that team this whole season. And the reason that I'm even mentioning this at all is because like. 
one comment that I had to a 49ers fan, like in passing, was because they were saying something about Jimmy. He's like, well, he doesn't lose. Like he he's when it when he plays, we still we win. Yeah, Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl ring, but nobody talks about him as this awesome quarterback, even for one season. No one talks about that because he was carried by his defense in his run game, just like Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Now it looks like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has already said goodbye to the 49ers fans, so it does look like the Trey Lance era will be beginning, and that's something that I also think plays into the favor of the Rams uh, with Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, both struggling historically against the L.A. Rams, having, uh, like, I know Kyler has more turnovers than he does uh, touchdowns as far as games against the Rams. Russell Wilson has never thrown more interceptions or been sacked by any team more than the Rams. And, of course, we do play them twice a year, but so do two other teams, and we still are the ones that have that. So these are the, I saw this post, and I loved it. Uh, so these are the last 10 drives of or the 10 plays excuse me of the uh, of the 49ers on offense number one a run loses one yard next play number two a run of no gain third play delay of game five yard penalty fourth incomplete pass then a delay of game five yard penalty incomplete pass incomplete pass incomplete pass pass for a negative three yards and 10th is that interception those are the final 10 plays of the 49ers season. They did not gain anything. In fact, they lost, what was it? 1, 11, 14 yards that they lost on their last 10 plays. They were negative 14 yards and a turnover. It's pretty good stuff uh, for the Rams defense, honestly. I, it's, I don't know how anybody can sit here and say that Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. And he had one heck of a football team around him, and not only a, a, a football team around him, but also a team that played extremely well, played physical, played fast, played hard, and I, I think that we'll see really who he is on where, where, where he goes to next, but this is not about the 49ers. This is about the LA Rams, who were able to defeat the San Francisco 49ers after a, losing six straight to this team head-to-head, had not beaten the 49ers, since the last time the Rams played in a Super Bowl, the season the Rams played in the Super Bowl, the 2018 year, it was December of 2018, the last time that the Rams had defeated the 49ers. And 49ers fans, I mean, obviously came into SoFi Stadium and 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 blow it out. Like, that's, that's just what they do. It is what it is. Because there's going to be teams that do that for a few years now. Like, it's going to continue to happen. The, the 49ers will do it, the Raiders will do it, the Cowboys will do it, the Packers will do it, the Steelers will do it. It's just going to happen, okay? And a lot of the people that I see complain about it are people that live in that area and don't go to games. So if you're going to be mad about uh, the other teams blowing out our stadium, then go to the game. Because I'm out here in Colorado, and so I'm pretty limited, but I'm also not sitting here saying, like, you Rams fans are pathetic, get to the stadium, because I'm not. Okay, I did go twice this year. One was a preseason game, and then I went to the Jags game, and I'm planning on more next season. But you just got to pick that battle, I guess. And if you're not going to be there, then it's it's hard to point out to other people that they're not there. But either way, getting it done when the crowd was like that, it was pretty 50-50. But at the same time, from my perspective, and this is the only perspective that I can speak from because I was not there at the game. I was watching on television. What I can tell you is that the Rams fans seemed louder than the 49ers fans. And I don't know if that was real or not. Uh, maybe I'm kind of putting that in my head. Of some, maybe that's what I wanted. So that's what I heard. But that is what it felt like from my angle here. So 
Because of this one, of course, we, we did get a winner, so uh, there is a game badge to pass out, so let's go ahead and put that up on the screen. Of course, we're giving it to quarterback Matthew Stafford, and I also kind of want to give this one to pass Matthew Stafford, like the Lions Matthew Stafford, because I feel like the, the, Ford, or the, the, the Detroit Lions, I feel like they prepared him for this. Like, at no point is he shaken by anything. And Colin Cowherd said it perfectly. He said, like, we all talk about uh, that he has the most the most fourth quarter comebacks since arriving in the NFL. And everybody says, well, that's because he's always down. Well, guess what? Was it, like, he was always down because he played for the Lions. So, of course, he has the most. It's like, well, guess what? He was also coming back and winning games for the Lions. Like, that's that's impressive. No matter how you how you slice it. All right. So, Matthew Stafford, this one, I think that he was perfectly prepared for this situation. I think he was the perfect quarterback for the LA Rams to get this year. His toughness, his ability to get smashed and limp up to the huddle and just and continue playing, I think is unbelievable. I, I it's it's almost like I'm like so happy for Matthew Stafford, you know, what I mean? and like proud of him. You know what I mean? Like I don't know I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but like I'm so proud of Matthew Stafford and what he was able to do this season. He was able to break records. I mean, he he's had one of the better seasons a Rams quarterback has ever had. Goes to the Super Bowl in his first year as a Ram, breaking all that that storyline of like, well, he's never won a playoff game. Hey, he's he's never been in the big ones, so you know we don't know how he's going to play in the playoffs. And he's played incredible in the playoffs. One interception, and it was a tipped ball. And yeah, it could have been a better pass. It was behind Cup, but it was a tipped ball. That was his one interception so far. His one turnover of the playoffs so far went 31 of 45, 337, two touchdowns, one pick against the 49ers stood in there, made some great throws. He dealt with some drops, even drops from people like Cooper cup, something that does not happen very often. His starting tight end got knocked out in the first quarter. Did not matter. He took a couple of very dirty hits. Things happen. Not a complaint. I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, Fred Warner needs whatever he needs to be fined, whatever, but it was a cheap shot and definitely like levels of respect drop, whatever that's worth. You know what I mean? Like, I respect him less because of that. But, hey, Matthew Stafford, he stood up. He looked for a flag. There was none. And he just, he went back. He went back to the sideline. That was it. And I I respect that because the week before, the week before, Tom Brady took a hit and bled and got himself a personal foul because he went up to the ref and, and said some choice words. Stafford gets up, puts his hands up, does a little bit of a look around, and just goes to the sideline. They didn't see it. Whatever. It was a dirty hit, though. Definitely a dirty hit. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't think that. I don't care if it gets fined. I don't care. Whatever. I. Whatever happens, happens. It's not a big deal. But my levels of respect for for Warner definitely dropped. Um, because that was a dirty hit. But Detroit Lions fans, you guys are more than welcome to join this. Uh, the, this trend here of being excited for Matthew Stafford. Uh, Stafford is, of course, playing in the Super Bowl. Eminem is performing at the Super Bowl. But let's not forget about Sean Robinson, okay? He deserves some Detroit love as well. Can we just throw that in there? Um, but this was perfect because, and the reason, the main reason I'm giving it to Matthew Stafford, and I could have gone with multiple people in this game. The reason I'm giving it to Matthew Stafford, though, is because one year ago from Sunday was the announcement of the trade between the Lions and the Rams, sending Jared Goff out to Detroit and welcoming in Matthew Stafford one year to the day, one year to the day that the Rams fans, the Rams media, everybody's saying, yeah, this is awesome. I mean, they made the, they made the move for quarterback, but Jared Goff was in a Super Bowl. He played for us, for us in a Super Bowl. 
And Matthew Stafford's never even won a playoff game. And to the day, one year to the day, Matthew Stafford wins the NFC Championship game for the LA Rams and sends them to the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. That is such an incredible story. Let's move on here. Running back Cam Akers had 13 carries for 48 yards. Sony Michelle had 10 carries for 16 yards. And I, I say this because if you would have told me that the Rams game would have gone like the Rams run game would have gone like this against the 49ers, I would have I would have had a hard time being confident. I know that much. And I said it. I mean, that the, the two games that the Rams played against the 49ers in the regular season, the Monday night game and then the week 18 game, neither of those had anything to do with this one. And I tried to say that. I tried to let it be known. Like those it's not going to be a mirror image of either of those games. This is game's gonna have its own its own personality. And that's exactly what happened. This game was extremely different. Matthew Stafford goes off 337. We can barely run the football. Defense, though, shows up huge. Four fifty rushing yards for the 49ers. That's incredible. Wide receiver Cooper Cup, eleven catches, one hundred and forty-two yards and two touchdowns. Un believable season but maybe even better in the playoffs is cup getting better as time goes on is he gonna have 400 yards receiving in the super bowl (laughs) and just kind of how it feels like it's going like he's playing absolutely out of his mind he's playing some really 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 good football but finally cooper cup this and it's uh, there's so many clips that you guys could pull from my show of the past about me talking about cooper cup And not saying that I ever wanted him traded, because I never said that, but I said that it was always possible. And one of the reasons that I said it was possible was because he had missed all of the Rams' biggest games. And now he's here, not only staying healthy all season, but now he's going to be in the Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams, coming off of one of the top five seasons an NFL wide receiver has ever had. So. You know what? I said, yeah, it's possible he gets traded or anything like that. Not a chance anymore. He is here forever. You're not allowed to leave, Coop. Sorry about it. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., nine receptions, 113 receiving yards. Did not score a touchdown in this one, but that was his first 100-plus yard game for the Los Angeles Rams for Odell Beckham Jr. And he continues to get better every single game. Going into the Super Bowl, let's see what kind of matchup that we do have against that Bengals secondary. And uh, we'll talk about the game next week and stuff like that. But like I, <laughs> what I've been asking everybody is name all of the defenders on the Bengals defense you can right now. And people are like, uh, <laughs> like every time. So I think Odell has a good matchup here. I know that there's like they do have players. They're obviously you don't get to the Super Bowl an accident. Like you don't just stumble into the Super Bowl like, hey, how did we get here? I have no idea. So they're clearly a good football team. No one gave them a chance against Tennessee. Nobody gave them a chance against Kansas City. Now nobody's giving them a chance in Los Angeles. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I think Odell has a good matchup here in the Super Bowl. And then, of course, we do have offseason topics that we will get into once the season is officially over. I'm still glad it is not. But uh, we'll we'll get into offseason topics about whether or not he will return and my predictions on that. But, hey, if he's getting better and better and better, wait until he has a training camp with us and a preseason with us and spends the whole offseason in Los Angeles working out with Cooper Cup and Bobby Trees and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know what the timetable is on Trees being able to actually like do stuff, but he's been still having such a huge impact. Just ask Cooper Cup. Tight end Kendall Blanton, five receptions for 57 yards, stepped in for big rig Higgs and looked confident. 
played really well. He's got great hands, keeps the ball moving after he's hit. He just keeps on falling forward. It seems like every time he's getting hit, he's still getting that three or four extra yards. Blanton definitely joins the unsung heroes group. Bottom end of the roster coming in strong for the Los Angeles Rams. And Blanton is absolutely on that list as well. Uh, Just doing awesome, man. I mean, it's so cool to see him just kind of come in and, and just do it. Especially, he was like, we were down to our last tight end. He was it. He was the only tight end that we had active after Higgs went down. And played some played some good ball. Uh, next up, we'll go with safety. Eric Weddle led the team in tackles with nine total tackles. I believe it was five solo. Uh, but I'm I'm beginning beginning to come around on Weddle in like a pretty big way. And it's not because of his play on the field. It's because of his brain. That guy is is playing some good football right now. And you know, did did Raheem Morris just figure something out, or is Weddle? awesome and putting everybody in position that's the ultimate question in my brain right now I can't figure it out myself I'd have to dig deeper into schemes and all that stuff and that's not necessarily what I am there are channels for that if you guys are interested there are channels that will break down film and do all that stuff that's not what I do here um, but there's there's just people that do that better that can that can get you that information as well but I watch that kind of stuff and I like to f- try to figure it out myself but that's not what we dive into here at Rams Showcase. Um, but you know what? I, I think he's uh, he's not the best player on the football field any given Sunday for the Rams right now. But uh, Or Monday, I guess. He was in that, that Monday night wildcard game. But he's not the best player on the field. But he's just getting people lined up. He's making such an impact with his calls on the defensive side. Even Jalen Ramsey was talking about that. He called out something that was from like the Wade Phillips days. And that Ramsey kind of like laughs to himself because he's like, that's not what we call that. But he knew what it meant. And that's really all that matters. That is literally the point of words is to get the ideas that's in my head in some way to get that into your head. And if the words work, it works. All right. That's why I hate the, like the grammar stuff. And sometimes I say things that are weird. But it, if it gets the idea that I had in my head into your head, then that's what that's what words are for. It worked then. All right. <laughs> but. We've seen that from uh, from Jalen Ramsey, but Eric Weddle absolutely having a massive impact on this team here. Uh, we're going to take a, one more quick break here, uh, and then on the other side, we're going to get into this storyline stuff because I got some I, I have questions for you guys. I need your guys' help on this one. There will be a poll available on the Rams Showcase YouTube channel regarding what's coming right after this break. Don't move. Sheriff Joe Bags here. This is Ram Showcase. Let's keep it moving here. I want to talk about this because there's a lot of storylines as we head into the Super Bowl, like there always is, and there's always ways to find more. Uh, and the the further you choose to dig, the more storylines you can find. And I unfortunately I only have the access to type in five different suggestions. So I'm going to pick my favorite five of this list. And, and then I'm going to have you guys vote on it, and that will appear on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel under the Community tab. There will be a poll question there. They're just like the in the earlier version or the earlier segment about what who is responsible for the improvements on defense, this will also be a poll. But let's go ahead and talk about the best storylines as we enter the Super Bowl uh, with the Los Angeles Rams facing the Cincinnati Bengals. Who'd have thought? Who would have thought? This is good stuff here. Let's go ahead and start, though. First up is going to be quarterback Matthew Stafford. He wins the NFC Championship game one year after a trade is announced to the day. To the day a trade's announced, and then one year later, 
He wins the NFC Championship for his new team and sends them to the Super Bowl to play in their own home stadium. He shows that toughness every single week. I think that he was kind of built for this as the time went on. Uh, him, you know, building up those like emotional and physical calluses in Detroit, getting beat up for, what was it, 12 years? And now he's with the Rams, and it shows that he is one tough dude. Uh, did Detroit prepare him for this moment? That's kind of the question here. Is is I, I feel like it it I feel like it kind of makes sense that Detroit was like part of the reason he's even here. But he's just got that mindset. Colin Coward talks about it a lot with yeah, like a lot of these guys. Like even j- if we just want to look at the Super Bowl matchup, uh, you got Matthew Stafford, who was I mean all these years was overlooked and beat up in Detroit. Joe Burrow was in Ohio State and 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 wasn't gonna start and you know so he he transfers and then crushes it out in LSU and stuff and then you also got the other storylines of, of the quarterbacks who had been uh, kind of staying in uh, like late like Jimmy Garoppolo has been overlooked his entire career uh, and then also like Patrick Mahomes like recently he's kind of it's like can he do this kind of thing so everybody's got their stories. No one's like handed the no quarterbacks that were really in the NFL really at all or in the playoffs. I mean, really none of them were just like handed like, okay, here's just, you're fine. You're good. Everything's great. Your whole life is perfect. Just go ahead and go. So Matthew Stafford's definitely in that though. And he's had one heck of a career and he's been beat up not only emotionally, not only physically, but also by the media and now he's playing in the Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams. Next storyline here, left tackle Andrew Whitworth. He gets now his second shot at a Super Bowl ring. But not only that, he also gets to play against the team he played for for 11 years and then left. He left because he wasn't winning. They weren't doing it. They weren't doing anything awesome. And then he left. And now he's got a chance to defeat the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl to get a ring. And what better way to ride off into the sunset for Andrew Whitworth than winning a Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams. He's been here for the last five years, winning the Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams, defeating the team that drafted you, that that you played for for 11 years and held it down with that left tackle spot. What better way to walk out uh, on, like just ride off into the sunset, the Los Angeles sunset, and, and, and you beat your old team. That's so perfect for Andrew Whitworth. Next up, defensive lineman Aaron Donald. The only thing missing from Aaron Donald's Hall of Fame checklist is a Super Bowl ring. He's done everything else. He's an All-Pro every single year. He's three-time defensive player of the year, and we're waiting to see what this year brings because that, that'll happen, of course, this weekend uh, about the, the NFL honors and stuff. And keep stay tuned. I mean, we'll we'll keep uh, updates on that on the Ram Showcase social media pages, but... Aaron Donald, he's he's done everything. He's done absolutely everything you can do in the NFL except win a Super Bowl ring. Even Hall of Famers talk about it. He's already a Hall of Famer, but there's that one box that needs to be checked. Super Bowl champion. Next up, we're going to go with linebacker Vaughn Miller. He's had such an amazing impact on this defense, and he has helped make Aaron Donald an even better player and even better leader. Aaron Donald talked about it, that that Von Miller kind of showed him that you can't just be a leader by example. You can't just do what you do and hope that everybody else sees that and follows in those footsteps. Sometimes you need to be a vocal leader. And that's exactly what we saw in the NFC Championship game. Him on the sideline. Do you think that that happens if Von Miller's not here? If Von Miller never shows up to the Rams, 
Do you think that Aaron Donald's on the sideline yelling at everybody, getting everybody fired up? Because I'm not sure. I'm not sure that happens. If Von Miller doesn't show up. Von Miller, though, he's brought such a level of leadership to this Rams team. He's brought such leadership, such such passion to this Rams defense. And he said it. The very first thing that he said when he came in was to, to Aaron Donald was, I'm going to do everything I can to help you win a championship. And now we're right here. We're right here to it. Von Miller, he is playing absolutely out of his mind. And I want to say, and you guys can please confirm this or deny this or whatever it needs to be, but Von Miller's always been a little bit of a Brady killer. And I think, I think we ain't done yet, but I also think that that uh, that Von Miller was the final sack on Tom Brady in his career. There's a lot of cool things about that retirement, by the way. We don't necessarily need to go all the way into it, but I think Von Miller's final sack, or the Tom Brady's final sack was Von Miller. Uh, it's unfortunate that his final touchdown pass was Mike Evans burning Jalen Ramsey. And also, one thing that I will always hold dearly in my heart is that Tom Brady's final NFL game forever, for the rest of time, will be a loss to the Los Angeles Rams. And I love that. Next up here, we're going to go with the storyline, Sean McVay versus Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, I don't know if he was the very first. I think he I think he was in that same cycle of uh, LaFleur, but I don't know if he was the very first. I'd have to look at dates, but he was one of the first off of the Sean McVay tree. He was the Rams quarterback coach before being hired by the Cincinnati Bengals as their head coach. Absolutely cool story here. The Sean McVay tree keeps growing. Not only is it growing, it's now getting its own branches off branches. So we now have, you know, Sean McVay, of course, uh, his branches started with Zach Taylor, LaFleur, Staley, but now Nathaniel Hackett branches off of that because of like Nathaniel Hackett came from LaFleur who came from McVay. You know what I mean? It's, I love coaching trees. I love looking back and seeing where it all branches to and from and stuff like that. I think that's so awesome. But Zach Taylor was one of the very first branches off of that McVay tree. I just have to look at dates. I want to say it was in the same cycle as LaFleur. One of the very first coaches or branches off of that McVay tree. And now they're going head to head in the Super Bowl against each other. Uh, kind of going back to the Andrew Whitworth one. Also, we got a lot of LSU stuff in there. So if you're an LSU fan as well, this game is pretty cool for you. I'm sure with Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Andrew Whitworth, some cool stuff. Anyway, I don't know what reminded me. Well, it's the game. I'm sure that reminded me of that. Next one's going to be safety. Eric Weddle coming off of the couch to a defense who needed a safety at the time with Taylor Rapp going down with a concussion and losing Jordan Fuller, then the Rams needed a safety. And not only did the Rams need a safety, but they kind of wanted some experience there. We had the ability to go with somebody like a Troy Warner, or somebody, somebody that had been on and off the roster. We could have picked off of practice squads. We could have done all this stuff. But instead, we, were, we made a phone call, which apparently started as a bit of a joke to safety Eric Weddle, where Raheem Morris said, you're not fat and out of shape, are you? And <laughs> Eric Weddle kind of laughs, E-dub, he kind of laughs laughs it off a little bit, and he's like, well, well, no, why? And now he's playing in the Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams, and that is such a cool story. He was coaching, he basically decided that that if he said no, if he decided he didn't, he wasn't going to do it, that he knew he would regret it, and I agree. I think that he would have regretted it, because now he's in the Super Bowl. It's good stuff. And my last one here is going to be wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. coming to Los Angeles from Cleveland, and it was a perfect, perfect fit. Coming from Cleveland where he was the guy 
in Cleveland, he was the superstar for the Cleveland Browns. He was top of that chain as far as stars. That's a lot of pressure for a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., a wide receiver, who I think can handle it. I think he's good enough and smart enough to handle that, but it's Cleveland. I mean, he he told Von Miller, don't come to Cleveland. If we're ever going to play together, let's not make it here. So he was the star. He comes to Los Angeles, and everybody's like, well, he's a diva, he's a locker room cancer, all this stuff. But he's also got Matthew Stafford instead of Baker Mayfield. His supporting wide receivers are Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. He's got Andrew Whitworth on that offense as well. You look to the defense, he's got Jalen Ramsey, who is going against all the time. He's got Aaron Donald, who's a grown-up. He's got Leonard Floyd. Then Von Miller comes in right after that. He's just got people to support him, and and he doesn't have to be the guy. He's not the guy. If we're looking at wide receivers, he's not the guy. That's Cooper Cup. If you're looking at the offense as a whole, he's not the guy. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Andrew Whitworth, those are the guys. He just fits in. He fits in so perfect with this Los Angeles Rams team, and I do think an extension is coming. I think that that will be announced. I don't think it'll be this week. I think that they'll wait till after the Super Bowl, but... I think it's coming, and I think it's a perfect fit for him. I think Odell Beckham Jr. fits so perfect in Los Angeles for the Los Angeles Rams specifically. Our culture, I said this right when we right when we signed him, before he ever played a game with the Rams, said our culture is stronger than Odell Beckham Jr. He's not going to come in and ruin the Rams. He can't. He's not strong enough. He's not powerful enough. His locker room cancerness is not enough to destroy this Rams locker room. It's not. And I was right. Where Sheriff Joe Bax was right. We're going to take one quick break here on the other side. We got fan quesos. Don't move. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. Rams fans, I am Sheriff Joe Bax. We'll get into our fan quesos here. I did not mention it in the first part of that because I didn't write it down. Uh, I was working today. I was working from home. We got about a foot of snow where I live, like right outside my windows, about a foot of snow. Um, so I worked from home today. But I did see that... Um, uh, that, that the Rams are in the, the modern throwbacks and the Bengals are in the blacks. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen that though. So I didn't, I don't necessarily feel like I need to get super into that or make like some big deal about it. Uh, but modern throwbacks is exactly what I wanted. That's super crispy. I got my Stafford sitting right over here, hanging from this light actually. And, uh, I'll put my patch on that. We've ordered patches. You can definitely find them on eBay. I don't know if I've seen them yet on Amazon, but there are some on eBay that you can find. Uh, and then uh, they will be going on to the whites. So I, I was planning on getting a custom, but I was kind of waiting to see what your what jerseys we would wear. But I've already got this one. Figure save the bucks, and I'll just get a custom later on. Um, but also, let's not forget the Rams are also revealing a new uniform. Uh, this the a new uniform combo this off season. But we'll talk about that when we get into off season topics. And uh, heads up, guys, we will be getting to our fan quesos right now, but I did want to let you guys know if there are off-season-related co- uh, comments. Uh, I, I haven't read most of these yet, but if there are any that are that are about the off-season specifically, I will answer. But just know these are topics that we'll get into after we have a Super Bowl because uh, we can talk about who's leaving, who's staying, uh, stuff like that, but we also got like a Super Bowl to play. And I don't know if you guys have heard of this game, but it's pretty big deal, so... <laughs> We're mainly going to stick with that. All right, here. First one's going to come from Tony, who happens to be a Bucks fan. Uh, thanks for uh, for hopping on, Tony. I do appreciate that. 
Uh, sorry to send your boys home, man, but it was one heck of a football game. You guys, hey, you guys got your ring last year, right? So it's, it's my turn, okay? Can I have this one, please? He wasn't being a jerk or anything. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it says, does Joe Burrow bury the Rams in L.A. after a six-sack defensive effort? I kind of asked for more information on this one. I was like, are you implying that like something is going to happen or are you trying to reference something that I don't understand? And uh, he did say it's like the, the six-sack performance by L.A. If the Rams are able to get six sacks on, which is what he's thinking is going to happen here, does Joe Burrow, is he able to come out of that? Is he able to just crush it still? I don't know. Joe Burrow's an extremely talented quarterback, and he's had a bad offensive line this whole season. But I, I, I don't want to like disrespect anybody else's pass rush here, but there's only one Aaron Donald, and I don't care what anybody says. You're not going to say, well, this guy's also pretty good. He's not Aaron Donald. All right, so shut that up. <laughs> All right, uh, But you know what? I, that's so hard to tell. In this, this matchup is tough to predict. It is a tough one to predict. Because I could see this going really multiple ways. I could see the Rams go 45 to 6. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. That, that. that feels like something could happen in this game. I could see a 27-26 game. A very snug game with a last-second field goal. I could see that as well. So, I don't know. It's This is a hard game to predict, but if the Rams are getting six sacks, I feel good about that. Because this Rams offense also is extremely powerful. And I know. I know the Titans and Chiefs have powerful offenses as well, but this is also the Rams house and it's, there's something about this game that it, it doesn't feel like the Rams are going to allow themselves to lose at home to us in, in the Super Bowl, even to the Bengals who have been on one heck of a run, one heck of a run. You don't stumble into the Super Bowl. You don't fall into the Super Bowl and go, well, how the hell did we get here? That does not happen. You get here by busting your butt. Honestly, like you have to do awesome. And so, I don't know. It's it's a tough game to predict, man. But I think if the Rams are getting six sacks, I, I I think we're looking good. Of course, the Titans got nine on him, and he still won that game. So, it's tough. But I, I'd feel good if the Rams got six sacks on him. Jason says, can you translate this for us, please? And I'll, I'll pull this up. I'll, uh, this is going to be the worst audio ever, probably. But he sent me the attachment because uh, it's the YouTube uh, video of Cup talking about um, how he did in the... That's not coming through at all. Uh, so basically, <laughs> talks about the nickel off the edge and the, the the fire blitz and then like so. Okay, he wants me to translate this for him, man. But basically, what I can tell you about this one is that on the play that you're referring to, because this is kind of an old clip, uh, on the play that you that he's referring to, it was that that touchdown catch. Um, which game was that? Ah, oh, why am I missing it right now? He had that touchdown, though. But either way, what happened was uh, the nickel blitzed, and so the way that the defense shifted, he kind of felt like he had a gap to go through, but there was, like, two defenders there, and he just needed to split them. And then once he caught the football, it was all about angles. He had an angle, like, the safety had an angle that he could have probably got to him, but he was able to outrun him. So that's really all that happened there. Uh, It it was just a little bit of a shift by by the defense. Like, they were lined up this way, and then as the, the, the ball was snapped... This guy over here blitzes, and so everybody kind of shifts like that. But it, it, and then it looked like it was going to be too deep, but it was actually three deep because this corner over here went went deep. So it kind of gets a little bit messy when you get into it. But Cooper Cup, man, the way that he is able to read a defense is absolutely unbelievable. He does a su- he does such a great job of figuring out what the defense is trying to do, what they're trying to do to take him away, and what they're lined up as. And it's so funny to see him talk about something like in the Bucks game on that last play, that last deep ball. 
it's so funny to talk about where he's like, it was something like I thought, like, uh, it looks like it was going to be, you know, too deep, but then it looked like maybe a zero. And it's like, yeah, that was actually a blown coverage. Like he, as he's running it, he's like, there's like, oh, this is what they're doing. And then like somebody moves away and he's like, wait a second, what are they doing? And then he's wide open, you know? But like all that's happening as the play is going, like as he's running his route, he's like seeing this stuff unfold and he's like, okay, two too deep okay maybe it's a zero and then the ball's coming like as real time this is all happening in cooper cup's head and that's absolutely unbelievable and it's so cool to see him talk about it uh, and you got to think also when when he's saying stuff like this it's so clear that that sean McVay is the perfect coach for cooper cup it's just so perfect they are they are just they they fit together i think it's less about like it, it's the the McVeigh and Cup combination, I think, is a little bit more valuable than the 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 McVeigh and Stafford combination. If that sounds, if that makes any sense, like that might not be real, but it just feels like their their ability to connect and and understand what the defense is trying to do. And maybe Stafford's on that level as well. He just doesn't necessarily talk about it. And in fact, Matthew Stafford, my one knock on him is his press conferences are so boring. And that's not supposed to be a shot or anything like that. I'm not trying to talk trash about Matthew Stafford. He just gives the most generic answers every time. <laughs> like, I feel like I know what he's going to say every time the question's answered. He just gives, like, the answer. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't get anything crazy. You get, you get the most football answer, the most, like, generic press conference answers out of Matthew Stafford every time. Irrelevant, but more than mention it. All right. These ones come from Edwin. You got three of them here. Uh, first one is going to be, at what point in the game did you know the Rams were going to the Super Bowl? I did my reaction video, and I got to say, once we went up, I felt really good. Uh, because I talked about it last week on the show that I didn't think that that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I didn't think he was good enough to like handle it. They're good enough to close out a game, but he's not good enough to like come back and score at the end. You know what I mean? Like that's not who he is, and that's not what he's been asked to do at all in these playoffs. And that was the first time that he was asked to be the guy. All the other ones, the the game against the Cowboys and the game against the Packers, the 49ers defense and special teams were the ones that were carrying it. But in this game, he was asked, "Hey man, we need you on this final drive. We need you to go down and score." And he crumbled. Immediately crumbled. They lost three yards, and then he threw a pick. Like, that was what happened on that final drive. It was nothing cool for him. It was really cool for us. But it was really like once we went up, I said it in my reaction video. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever <laughs> looking back on it. It was like, wait a second. Has Garoppolo thrown a pick? And it's like, no. Well, that means he's about to. That's what he does. He doesn't not throw picks. <laughs> and then, of course, like it's like four minutes in real time after that th that part was taken. He throws the interception. <laughs> It was absolutely amazing. So that was that was about it, though. When once Gay hit the field goal, I felt pretty good. Number two, do you think we lose big wit after the after we win the Super Bowl? Yes, I do, and I think that there's no other better setup for Andrew Whitworth than to win the Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams because he's definitely solidified himself as like a Ram now. Like he, it's not like he was only here for a year or two, something like that. Like he's a Ram, and uh, to beat his former team in the Super Bowl. I, I don't think there's any any better way to go out. So Rams win it. I think even if the Bengals win it, I think this is Whitworth's last game. I think this is Whitworth's last game. And I think that the team will know that before we do. I think the team will know that going into the game. I don't think that the Rams fans will. Uh, I, I think that he'll announce it at the end no matter what happens. I think that we'll see him hopefully on the stage holding the Lombardi trophy saying, this is it. 
this is it. I'm walking away. Like I did what I came to do. I love LA, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I, th- I do think, I think either way, this is Andrew Whitworth's last game, his last football game. So soak it in, soak it in. Last time we see number 77 holding down that blind spot. Uh, let's see here. Oh, one more that I almost missed from you. How will you be spending your Super Bowl day? Chaotically, I'm sure. Um, I have been invited to two shows that morning, so uh, I will be participating in at least one of those. Have to have a conversation about the timing of the other one, but uh, that is the plan. Uh, kind of do some shows in the morning, get myself hyped, and then uh, we'll we'll kind of start the the live and stuff like that. I'll get ready to go, start the live. We'll head off uh, and, and to my buddy's house and. And start partying, man. We'll get there a little bit earlier than normal. So the the pregame live show will be a little bit earlier than normal uh, as far as like time to kick off and stuff like that because we'll be doing a party. You know what I mean? Like we'll probably have, I think we're doing a keg and stuff like that. Like we're going all out. I already got the next day off of work because of this stuff. Like it, we're going big for this one. I mean, you never know when your team is in the Super Bowl if it's the last time you're ever going to watch your team play in the Super Bowl. So you got to go big for it. And so, yeah, we'll be absolutely having a blast that day. Um, but I will be losing my mind probably all weekend leading up. It'll be it'll be starting probably on Sunday, like after the Pro Bowl. It'll be like there's one more football game left and we're in it. You know, it'll be good. Next one here comes from Tyler. How many years do you see the Rams extending Stafford two or three or a long run of five plus years? I think we have Stafford for the next five years. I think he's also in a contract for a little bit, so I don't think I don't know if we have to necessarily worry about that right now. But I do think we have him for four or five seasons before he calls it, and then that'll be it. And then we'll look for somebody else, which will be really fun because then we'll get to see McVay actually go through a draft process. Oh, hopefully, uh, maybe maybe Joe Burrow is our next quarterback. Or I don't know, but uh, we'll probably get to see McVay go, go through the draft process of a quarterback and actually get somebody that he wants. And maybe that's our next first first round pick. Who knows? Let's see here. This one comes from Jeff. Read an article on how each NFL team got their names. Uh, were you familiar with how the Rams moniker came to be? Actually, yes. Uh, I definitely, uh, I am a, a student of the Rams. I love learning about the history of this team and stuff. I, I was born in 91, so uh, most of my my fandom has come in the the St. Louis years and, and started really with like a, about the greatest show on turf days and and, and moved forward because that was like when I was old enough to start understanding football and stuff. And, and so... I love learning, though, about the history going all the way back. Roman Gabriel, Ferragamo, Mike Lansford, you know, all these guys. And it's super cool to learn about that stuff. But as far as you want to go back to the Cleveland Rams and how they actually got their name, the original owner of the Rams went to Fordham and they were the Fordham Rams. They still are the Fordham Rams, but they were also back then. They were, but they still are, you know, <laughs> Mitch Hedberg, anybody? Anyway, um. But uh, yeah, that was actually, he, he got his team and, and he named them the Rams after his, his uh, alma mater, the, the Fordham Rams. And they were in Cleveland uh, until, uh, until they decided to move to Los Angeles and became the first professional sports team uh, on the West Coast. I love the history, though, of this team. It's fun stuff to learn. Honestly, I, I really do like it. Next one here from Jeff. Looks like Rap has lost his job. Ooh, this is a good question. I can already tell. I don't know what the heck the rest of this says, but I'm excited for it. Either he has severe, he is was severely concussed, not just had his bell ring, or Scott is playing so well they don't need slash want him activated. That's where I absolutely I cannot necessarily comment on that because I don't think that that would be allowed at all. And being 
somewhat of a voice of the Rams in some capacity, whatever capacity that happens to be here at the sheriff station out here in Colorado, whatever capacity that happens to be in, I feel like I can confidently say that if the Rams, if it came out ever that the Rams said that Taylor Rapp's concussion was so bad that he's missed four games when that's not really the case, I think that something would come down on us really bad. So, no, I don't think that that is the case. I don't think that he's not playing because uh, be- because we just don't want him to. I don't think we would say that he, no, his concussion, he still hasn't came out of concussion protocol for four games because Nick Scott's playing well. I think that that would look really bad on the Rams, and I don't think that that's something that the Rams would be willing to do. Um, but also, I mean, it's got it's definitely gotten to the point now where, uh, you know, T's and P's are out to Taylor Rapp for sure. And it's... Uh, it's it's kind of jarring to me to to know that he is still out with this concussion that he has not yet been able to exit the concussion protocol because it's been so long and it is officially now to the point and I don't know if this is real or not but it is officially to the point in my brain where he may need to think about his future and I think that it's it's something from my side here that hey, maybe this is bad enough man like maybe like I I've been harsh on rap but I will definitely not like disrespect him in this sense, uh, and I'm not saying that you are by any means. But I will not disrespect him in the sense that that I, I like keep him down because we got better players or anything like that. Like if he's hurt, I, I hope he gets better, and I definitely hope it's not a long term issue for him. But missing four games due to a concussion is something that I don't remember seeing in my time watching football, and so I I do think there is a little bit of cause of cause for concern as, as far as Taylor Rapp goes. Next one here, how much is uh, has Weddle meant to Nick Scott since Fuller and Rap went down? And do you think we will see Fuller go back to the free safety spot and keep Scott at the strong safety next season? Scott kind of plays uh, all around, so no. I, I think that, that Fuller will Fuller has his spot. And I think that Scott kind of has a little bit more versatility when how, when it comes to that because he, he has a little bit more of a Taylor Rap role where he can kind of play up, he can ba- play back. He's a, he's a thumper too, which is really cool. Um, and I don't know, it's, I, I don't think that Fuller is losing anything as far as positions or anything like that. And Scott, I think is a little bit more versatile and with, um, with, with Fuller, I mean, he's, he's, he's good at calling out stuff too. So I don't know him. I almost wish it was Fuller and Weddle back like, ah, oh, God, that'd be so cool. But Nick Scott's playing great playoff. Scotty is a thing, dude. Next one here is from Zach. How many combined sacks for the Rams defense? Uh, Probably like 17. Now, I think that we can get like, I think we can push it on them, honestly, because that Bengals offensive line is rough. Like straight up, they just don't, they're not very talented. They're a good football team. Their offensive line needs work. And I think we can get after, after good old Joey B. Not to be confused with this Joey B, that Joey B. Um, uh, I think we can get after him, though. I, I would say that the Rams are going to get at least five on, on Burrow in this one. This one comes from John. What's our cap situation for next year? Any chance we can keep OBJ and Von Miller? And what other free agents do we have? I'm not going to dive into the free agents for you right now. Uh, but what I can tell you is that the Rams, like right now, if you look at stuff, it looks like we're about $8 million over. But that's also before the new salary cap has come out. And we do anticipate a pretty big jump this year. And then also, we got a lot of people's dead cap coming off. Like, we're now going to be done with, like, the girly stuff, the golf stuff, the cook stuff, the Deshaun Jackson. Like, a lot of our dead cap falls off this year. 
And I want to say that I saw somewhere that it's like $36 million are like off the books now and just dead cap going into next season. So can we keep OBJ and Von Miller based on our cap situation? I absolutely think so. But as far as getting into free agents and what other free agents we have, that is definitely an offseason topic we will get into probably the episode right after the Super Bowl because, hey, this thing's got to keep going, man. Ram Showcase is a year-round show, and we will absolutely keep that train rolling. But uh, I want to kind of do, uh, again, last last year, it's actually my highest-viewed video ever <laughs> of the uh, of who stays and who goes, and we will definitely do another version of that. So we'll go into all of the Rams free agents, uh, who I think is staying, who I think will let walk, anything like that. Uh, and then we'll get into that when we, when we really get into offseason topics. But I do think that Von Miller and OBJ are Los Angeles Rams as we head into next season. Next one here comes from Corey. Should we be concerned about Stafford's arm strength on the deep throws? The INT uh, and almost INT were way underthrown. The INT was just thrown behind Cup. I don't think that that was necessarily an arm strength issue. The other one, and I don't know this, we'd have to like ask them, but um, the the almost pick that you're referring to, I actually believe that that was a miscommunication because um, it was either of those receivers. I think it was OBJ and Van Jefferson, I believe uh, either of them could have got to that football and at least blasted Tart. You know what I mean? But uh, I think it was a miscommunication. I think somebody wrong ran the wrong ran the wrong route. Historically speaking, over this course of this season, that's been OBJ, but he's also getting more familiar with our offense. So I'm not sure. Uh, but it did seem like something happened there where somebody wasn't in the right spot. And I don't think it was an arm strength issue. I think it was a miscommunication issue. Something happened on that play. Next one here is going to go from Annette. Will the Rams keep OBJ? I sure hope so. I do think that that is, is going to be in the plans. This one comes from Tyler. What's the biggest thing the Rams must prep for against Joey B? Do you see this game getting out of hand for the Rams at all? I don't see it getting out of hand for the Rams. But as far as it goes with Joey B and stopping him is... I think delayed blitzes are perfect for a guy like like Burrow because that offensive line is rough, but he's also so good at adapting to that. So once that pocket breaks down and he does something, if you have a late blitzer coming for him who can kind of read that, somebody like Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, or even, and I know everybody's going to hate that, this is going to make some, some people angry, Troy Reader, something like that, um, or even Traven Howard, who can kind of sit back, watch the watch the pocket collapse, on him and then see where he gets out and then go after him. I think that's going to be how you contain Joey B for this one. Rams house. Who's house. What's OBJ's favorite beverage. If we haven't, if we've done this one, then what's great games, favorite beverage. We have done OBJ. I believe that was around Christmas time. Um, so I'll, I'll go with great games. Let's see here. Great games. What does great games like to drink? That's not a drink. The only thing that's coming to my head right now is applesauce. <laughs> Which is not a drink, but it makes sense that Grey Games would like have like a glass of applesauce, doesn't it? <laughs> like he pours himself a glass of applesauce and just and drinks it like it's a drink, but it's applesauce. I'm sticking with that. The cinnamon applesauce, too. Somebody needs to tell Greg. Why do I feel like that's so accurate? <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of these I say, and I'm like, that's 100% right. I don't care what anybody... Like, that's true. Greg Gaines loves to drink applesauce. Let's start that rumor, I guess. The fastest player in the NFL, Greg Gaines. I bet I know the answer to this, but this was also from Rams House. I bet I know the answer to this, but what win was sweeter, in your opinion? Defeating the Saints in overtime to go to the Super Bowl with GZ or beating the 49ers, who you know this history of going to the Super Bowl? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, 
this is probably not the answer you expect, honestly. Um, what I'll say, the feeling of beating the 49ers was better. But the game and celebration of that game against the Saints, I've never experienced that. And I still haven't. Like, even this one, it didn't, it wasn't a walk-off win. You know what I mean? Like, we got the pick and we knew it was over, but there was still like a, a minute nine to kill. And they still had one timeout. So, like, kind of like we, we waited for a second to, like, actually have the game close. But that game against the Saints, man, Jeezy kicking a 50-plus yarder. It was, like, 53 to get, send it to two overtime. And then Jared Goff, well, like, <laughs> who was it? Dante Fowler gets in Drew Brees' face. John Johnson gets the interception after being, like, pushed by Michael Thomas. It's like that. But to, to force that pass, John Johnson gets it. And then on that drive following that, Jared Goff makes two unbelievable throws to the flats on each side to Tyler Higby, leading to another Greg Zorline field goal to win it and send the Rams to the Super Bowl in walk-off fashion. I've never experienced that. But something about beating up on the 49ers and sending them home after losing six straight to them and stopping them from playing a Super Bowl at our house, that felt pretty good too. So I don't know if I actually have an answer for you. Both were incredible. It felt better beating the 49ers specifically, but that game against the Saints is unlike anything I've ever watched. That was unbelievable. I've watched that game like 12 times. Uh, last couple here. Where can you get Super Bowl patches for your jersey? I want to get one for my Bobby Trees jersey. Yeah, head over to eBay. That's a good spot to do it for sure. Um, just search Super Bowl patch, Super Bowl LVI patch. You should be able to pull it up there. Payo time. What, who on the Rams do you think would make the best customer service rep at a call center? <laughs> not Jalen Ramsey. I know that. Uh, not because I don't love Jalen Ramsey, because he would do a terrible job. Um, I would say, I am probably Matthew Stafford. He would do one heck of a job on that. I want to know your answer on this one for sure, but I would say probably Matthew Stafford. Or even Robert Woods, actually. Just like, they, they just communicate well, you know? It's good stuff. And I've had customer service jobs like most of us have. Willie, will the LA Rams draft a tight end and a legitimate fullback? I'm going to say no at this time, but wait until the offseason when we actually have a little bit clearer vision of what our roster is, is molding into. Because uh, the NFL roster, any NFL roster is an ever-evolving mechanism and uh, it's always shifting somehow, but... Uh, I'll answer this question a little bit better once we get into the offseason. Rams house, place your bets. Who will the Rams Super Bowl MVP uh, be if the Rams win? It's going to be Matthew Stafford or Aaron Donald. It's going to be one of those two. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, it's Stafford or AD, without a doubt in my mind. AD is going to do something. He's going to score his first NFL touchdown or something like that. Or Stafford's going to go off for like 450 yards. It's going to be incredible either way. Payo, do you uh, have you ever encountered a real Ram uh, uh, in real life? No, we do have them out here in Colorado. You can see them at Garden of the Gods. If you guys don't know Garden of the Gods, look it up. It's absolutely unbelievable. It was voted most beautiful park in America, second most in the world. It's like a 20-minute drive from me right now, which is awesome. It's it's super cool. Great hike and stuff like that. But um, I, I have not seen one myself, but I've definitely seen plenty of pictures of them in areas I live. <laughs> And Peo, what are your Super Bowl plans? Man, honestly, to put this as blunt as possible, get crazy. 
Like, straight up just get nuts, have an amazing time, celebrate the team. It's been, an, like, honestly, it's been an exhausting season, man. I am tired right now. And, like, Maurice Jones-Drew talked about that on today on the on, on Between the Horns. Like, I'm just, I'm tired, man. Like, I'm, I'm ready for the Super Bowl. I'm so excited for it. But I'm also excited for it to end so I can go to sleep. Because the season, especially, I do I do Ram Showcase alone. So everything that you see, the writing, the the editing, the recording, the graphics, the every bit of prep, every bit of everything on Ram Showcase is just me. I am tired. Okay. <laughs> so I will celebrate. I will, I am first and foremost, I am a fan of the Los Angeles Rams. So I will celebrate. I will have an amazing time and I will just soak it in and relax finally to have a, a moment. We'll be back. We are not missing any weeks this year. Usually I take the week after the Super Bowl off, but now we'll have a game to talk about. So I won't be taking my normal week off. We're going straight into the offseason, straight into season seven of Ram Showcase immediately. And it's going to be some good stuff. But the offseason, a little bit more calm down, a little bit more relaxed time for me. So either way, I'm going to have an absolute blast, man. I'm just going to kind of get crazy that day. Probably probably get drunk, honestly. Like, whatever. That's uh, Sometimes I don't like saying that to people. But, I, I yeah, I'm probably going to get hammered and celebrate the Rams. All right? It's going to be good. Thank you guys so much for your fan cases. We went over what I anticipated, considering we didn't have a game preview. Maybe it's a good thing we didn't have a game preview. <laughs> but like I said, we'll have some special guests in next week as well, uh, talking about this game. And uh, we will get into the, the Super Bowl preview. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56. It is coming up on February 13th on, I believe, NBC. Going to be some amazing stuff. So stay tuned next week on Rams Showcase right here. And we will be getting that going. On Tuesday, we'll be back on the NFC West Roundtable as well, where I will absolutely be talking mega amounts of trash to CG based on the way he was talking to me leading up to the NFC Championship game. Go Rams! That is going to do it for me, though. I Wait, first of all, follow Ram Showcase on your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Jared Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Jared Joe Bags. Did I sound like a car commercial at the end there? That's <laughs> some good stuff. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I do sincerely appreciate the heck out of you guys. We got the Los Angeles Rams going into the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Pro Bowl this weekend. We don't have any Rams players there for obvious reasons, which is even better, even though that game is pretty much garbage. So it's all good, though. Hey, Rams Pick'em. I just got the text. Rams Pick'em is available for you, so make sure you guys go do that as well. Uh, that's going to go for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.